world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. it's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed on this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. I know you probably think I'm crazy, but I'm literally looking at my phone right now. Is this Thursday? What what day is this? Hey, Silver, what day is this? Is this Thursday? It better be Wednesday. I'm meeting up with you on Thursday. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's the mama's birthday. I didn't didn't mess that one up. Okay, man. Well, I just bought myself 24 hours. Thank God. Uh, things, are, things are happening fast around here as we're getting ready for, for the event. I'm sorry I found a little horsey today. In fact, I woke up, I was really hacking, and my wife is only my wife can do, you know, getting up, getting medicine in me. I, I feel really good. Uh, those of you out there, just so you know, I don't sound good, but I feel good. And uh, this always sounds gross, but it's always a good sign when you're coughing and stuff's coming up. So, you know, it's it's good. It's good. We, but uh, man, I ch- I'm chasing my tail, and I apologize. I I was a little bit late getting in getting in here this morning, so uh, uh, I think it's uh, Jonathan's running the board today. He was scrambling to get us set up and going, and it, and it's all all good. And I got some I got uh, some little hyper little things I got to I got to take care of uh, real quickly here. If I where is that? Is that what I want to push on there? That's what I want to push on there. L- let me run down to Myra. Get ready to pray for us. Hey, listen. Registration. We're gonna we're gonna close registration at noon today because we got to order supplies, food. I got Jiffy John, Jim, Jiffy John, Jimmy John's. Wife. I got Jiffy John's coming. We've got tents coming. We, we got we got a lot, I got a lot to do. And uh, again, I want to tell you this: if you simply said to somebody, "Hey, we're coming," but you haven't registered. Or sent me directly an email saying, I'm coming, I'll pay at the door, or something like that. We don't know you're coming, okay? We don't know you're coming. Now, you say, well, I told Gary, okay, did Gary add it on the list? Then you better check with Gary. I told Bobby, but really, okay, we need a record of who's coming, okay? Come on, you you wouldn't show up at a restaurant and just assume they saved your reservation, would you? Well, I told him. Told him I come here every year this day. No, we need we need you to know. Okay, we need that done. I want to thank uh, Steve Deck and uh, Ohio Brett who've weed whacked more weeds than anybody ever thought it could have been whacked. As we as we're cleaning up the property, a lot of work. It was it was. I mean, they've been they've been real troopers. And I want them to know. I, I pre- now. Others have volunteered to come in. In fact, some are probably going to start rolling in here soon. So listen, I don't know if we have a system set up on this. Bear with me, Myra. I'll get to you here in a second. Airport. Airport. We're willing to pick you up at the airport. You got to let us know. You don't have to rent a car unless you want to rent a car. And again, if you want to sleep in a tent, if you want to sleep on a floor, if you want to sleep, we'll... Hey, we'll throw you down someplace if you if you bring a you bring whatever, okay? Because you somebody's banging me there, so just make sure that, that if you need somebody to pick you up at the airport, that we know we got some volunteers, some runners that'll do that kind of stuff as well, okay? Uh, what else over there, Coach uh, John? The 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 uh, Nephilim himself, John Dislin, is joining us. John's driving in all seven foot of him. If you've never seen a seven footer, that'd be worth the trip at all as well. So John's going to be there. Roger's going to shoot off some fireworks for us on Saturday night from top of sky high. Uh, Bob Evans's cross was glowing beautifully last night. The property's looking good. Here's the big news from my standpoint. When you get here, you will find 
excavation equipment because the pond guy is going to start next week digging the pond. Excited about that. A lot going on about how to put that thing in, all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, I've been, I've been sitting on this one for about a year. And uh, I think uh, you'll see the trucks when you get here. You'll see these great big, two great big bulldozers that are sitting out there. So we're excited about it. And, uh, oh, man, just a lot, lot of, do me a favor. Pray for peace. <laughs> There's so much going on around us, around uh, me and uh, Michelle and the ministry and preparation. And um, it's just, it can, it can get stressful. So if you guys out there just as I don't need you to go into deep prayer for us, but just, you know, what I'm talking about, right? So, uh, so we're excited about it. Hey, do me a favor, Myra. Pray us in here, will you? Pray us right yes, in Yes, Coach. I'll good. be delighted too. Thank you, dear. Myra's Good. coming. Hang on. Yes, Listen I am coming. Thanks to Rusty and Bobby Lee. The, do you believe this? Yes, you know what? That, miracles. That's, that's what I love about this. This is absolutely. Uh, this is a family. I just I don't even know how else I don't know how else to explain it. It's family, and people do pick up one another. Literally pick them up. And Bobby, at the last minute, through Rusty, whatever, Myra's getting out of it. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, Coach. Uh, Jude 4. For there are certain men crept in unawares mm-hmm. who were before of all ordained wow. to this condemnation. Ungodly men turning ungodly men. the grace of our God into lavishness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, you're welcome to Coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I release the anointing that breaks the power of evil. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, 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 amen. It's going to be a great weekend. Look, looking forward to it. Look excited about it. You know, I was thinking as I was doing this, the show prep today, <coughs> Man, we I did some heavy stuff yesterday, very very quickly, and I want to I want to double back on some of it today, especially some of the scriptures we shared yesterday, because I'm convinced. Uh, I don't I don't know how to say this. I don't know how to say this without it. I just don't know how to say it. So I'm just going to say it, right? Um, there are a lot of there are a lot of good men who have dedicated their lives uh, to serving churches. A lot of I, I could I could rattle off a litany of, of uh, laboring pastors who are pastors just in obscurity, faithful. You all know them. You know who those guys are. But I think over the last, I don't know, through maybe three days on the show, today's Wednesday, I think I got that straightened out. We've talked about uh, what John F. Kennedy really warned us about in 1961 and 63, I'm sorry, in the speech just before he was assassinated. He talked about a, 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 a hidden enemy, a hidden enemy that operates not through invasion, but through infiltration, infiltration. And as, as we look across the spectrum of where we are in America and everything that's going on in America, I don't, I don't care what it is. You, you, pick your, you pick your topic. You pick your uh, venue. You pick whatever. Every one of these Every one of our power places, positions have been lost through infiltration. And I was having a talk with Brett yesterday. You guys know how, how, I'm telling you the truth. Are you listening? Do you have any idea how wicked the Republican Party is? See, we, we don't understand that. See, We're putting our trust in the Republican Party. Now, I'm not going to beat up on the Republican Party. I'm going to ask you a few questions just real quickly. Can somebody tell me what the Republican Party has done? If they're representing, if let's be honest, and let's say that the Republican Party has become the conservative party, the MAGA party, the, the Trump party, the family values party. If it, can, can you name it one public professional Republican who's done a damn thing? about transgenderism in our schools, about uh, the, the, the teaching of 
uh, transsexual as normal in our schools. Anybody standing up, speaking up, anybody publicly on the, in any side of the aisle, uh, aggressively pushing them back against critical race theory? Anybody standing up, aggressively fighting to keep churches open during COVID shutdowns? Any Republican that you know of who is standing up openly, violent, not violently, vigorously fighting for those January 6th guys who are still in jail? Anybody standing up publicly with Simone Gold, Dr. Simone Gold, who was just forced to plead guilty to a, some type of misdemeanor, uh, 60 days in jail? Do you, uh, is there anybody on the Republican Party that's standing up? And the answer is no, because one of the things that have happened is we have nowhere else to go. We have nowhere else to go. If you get frustrated with the Republican Party, where do you go? Where do you turn? And it's all happened to us through infiltration. Infiltration. My I, uh, look, I'm not I'm not here to make friends or lose friends. I'm just here to tell you the truth. I've I've got uh, I I love my Catholic friends. I love them to death. I could rattle off them, fifteen of them. I love them. But Catholicism, I've gone about as far as I can go with that, folks. I've gone about as far as I can go with it. And for me, speaking out against Catholicism is no different than me speaking out against, I love my Baptist brothers, but the Southern Baptist Convention, the head of the Southern Baptist Convention, they've lost their way. I support my Catholic brothers and sisters, but the Vatican has lost its way. Is it okay to say that, friends? Is it okay for us to say that? How can the Vatican, how can, how, how can, Catholics support the Democrat Party. How can that possibly be? Now, not not just the Catholics, but the Pope is a communist. He's a socialist. The Pope isn't speaking out against transgenderism and the image created in the image of God. And the Pope, isn't the Pope standing up and telling all of the world, push back, push back against transgenderism. It's the image of God. We're created in the image of God. Is he doing that? Is any Catholic anywhere doing that? But hang on. Any Presbyterian doing it that you know of? Any Lutheran? Any Baptist doing it? Oh, you got pockets of guys. Yeah, pockets of guys that are doing it. Sure, you got the Bill Dunphys and the Tom Gills and the and the Dale Socias and the Clint Harper. You got pockets of these little guys that are doing it. But what about what about Religion Inc. Religion Inc. Or better yet, Christianity Inc. What are they doing? What type of fight are they fighting on our behalf? And the answer is they're not fighting any at all. And why? Because it's happened through infiltration. Infiltration. <clears throat> and one of the toughest realizations to have is to, come, is to come to the realization that you've been played. You've been played. Boom. Uh, hey, listen, mega church attendees. I don't, I don't know how, I don't well, let me let me let me take this just I see a couple of hands, but I don't want to go there yet. Let me take this here. Let me take let me take it here. The I, I want to hear from you out there, all you because I hear from you. All you people out there who go to these wonderful churches with these wonderful pastors. I'd like to hear, I'd like to take about five minutes. And let you tell me what your wonderful pastor in your wonderful church is doing about anything, 
in the cultural war, which, by the way, is where the battle is. We are in a fight to save America. And I want you to tell me, I'm going to open it up right now. Tell me the wonderful thing, not you, Jeff Klein, the wonderful things your pastor is leading your congregation to do. The school board meetings they're going to, the city count. Don't, don't, hey, listen, please, please don't tell me about the wonderful soup kitchen you're running. Please don't tell me that. Now, if you want to call and tell me about the wonderful, uh, uh, what's it called? School that you're running. Christian school, not phony Christian school, real Christian school. Or make sure you can weigh in if you want to tell me about the pastor who stands in the pulpit and reads to you the book of Jude, which we're going to get back to in in a bit here today, the book of Jude, and opens that up to you and points out to you the evil men who've crept in unawares, where they are. Here's one, and here's one, and here. Okay, I want to hear from all of you who go to these wonderful, wonderful churches. And give me some proof that they're wonderful. You can come in if you want to. I'm not, I, I don't want to get in a fight with you. Because you're going to a wonderful church that makes you feel good. And you may be going to a wonderful church that's having a lot of impact inside the four walls. But there ain't much fruit outside of it. I'm just, I'm just telling you, there ain't much fruit out of it. Now, like it or lump it, doesn't matter to me however you cut it. The truth of it is, there are folks in this queue who are laying their lives down on the line, who are actively kicking up dust everywhere they go without the support of a church body. Somebody say amen. 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 And we're in the mess that we're in today because the church body ain't kicking up no dust. And I believe the more and more and more to it, it's happened to us on purpose. So remember, infiltration, not invasion. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw this question in, and then I'm going to take you, take you somewhere. What if, what if SCOTUS caves? What if the Supreme Court of the United States caves on abortion? Does anybody think that's outside the realm of possibility? I don't think they have any choice. Do you think that the Supreme Court's acting a little bit funny? When this thing was leaked to us, how many, a month ago, this thing was leaked to us, and they've remained silent about it? Is anybody in the United States Supreme Court losing their gusto? And I wonder how many pastors and Christian organizations are bombarding SCOTUS with we're behind you, do the right thing. Because if the salt loses his savor, Jesus told us, we ain't better than nobody else. And we're sitting in the mess that we're in because we have become good for nothing. The church system so corrupted. Yeah. Look, I'm not a bearer of bad news. I'm going to have to sneeze. I'm trying not to be a bear. I'm a I'm an analyst. Where's Coach Norm when I need him? This is the way I work as a coach. Hey boys, we suck at this. I can't make you feel any better about it. We suck at this. And if we don't stop sucking at this, we're going to lose. And so I'm sitting here today, and I'm saying to you, hey, folks, we suck at this. The game's on the line. If we don't stand up now and soon, we're going to lose. Now, unfortunately, there's part of us who think that's a good thing. (laughs) They want to lose. I remember hearing a radio pastor say somebody called into his show, and they said, well, if, if I understand, Pastor, uh, you're saying uh, bad is good. 
And he said, well, in a funny sort of way, yes, it is. Meaning what? Here comes the parachute. This stuff really burdens me. I'm consumed by it. The love of the Lord and the love of my family compel me. Almost obsessive. As I look out, I I, I don't know how to explain it to you. I, I explain it this way. My wife and I, God bless my wife. If we go up to sky high, we drive up the, the hill at sky high, and as we're driving up the hill, I'm looking at, we weed whacked here yesterday, and we weed whacked there. I'm looking at all the places we've cleaned it up in the three days. It never, I'm not making, I'm not, uh, I'm trying to show you something. I'm not making fun of my wife. If she's riding in the car with me, and I'm looking, golly, those weeds have been whacked, and boy, that looks good, and they picked up those leaves, and it looks good. Out of the blue, she'll say, is anybody going to pick up that log over there? She just sees things that are out of place. She's not mean. And I'm driving the car, and I want to wreck it. I said, are you looking at that log? Have you looked at that? Have you looked at that? Have you looked at that? Have you looked at all these things we've cleaned up? So in an odd sort of way, by nature, I see what hadn't been picked up. I said, that shouldn't be laying there. Not not in the world, because I leave crap land everywhere. But in my Christian walk, in the living my life, I look around and say, how how can can somebody please tell me? I'm I'm asking them out to my large audience. How can you people out there believe a man can be a woman? How can you believe it? And let it be taught to your kids. Didn't that frustrate anybody but me? Mm. How does this happen? How does it happen? How does it happen that we have Christmas and we have one day of Christmas and a month of gay pride? How does this happen? Amen. I'm like my wife looking at that log laying there. Saying, won't somebody pick that up? Won't somebody pick it up? Something's out of place. So I want to, I want, uh, I, I got, I got two, I guess. I got two things I want to show you real quick. Uh, I didn't, uh, John, uh, is it, it's Jonathan today, I think. Hey, Jonathan, bring up Fenway Park. Fenway Park. You guys know what Fenway Park is? So the Boston Red Sox play. And evidently, <clears throat> Fenway Park is on homo. This is, this is their pregame yesterday at Fenway Park. And, hey, folks. Hey, folks. I don't care about these perverts. I care about the people who are cheering. Go ahead. Play that, um, Jonathan. To throw out a ceremonial first pitch, escorted out to the mound by performers Sassination, Coleslaw, and Pamela Manderson, please welcome Tiffany Faison. All right, Tiffany, how about a pitch? Of course, she's not a Tiffany. Happy Pride! Pride! Monday, if you could call it that, but you can't, like most Americans, you're probably still trying to digest. What'd you say, Spencer? I'm sorry there. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. Let me show. Let me show you another one here. Is that is that unbelievable? And Kalia Skrebsky's turning over in his grave. No, it's a. Where are the average everyday American? See, if we don't push back, see, if you push back against this stuff, you're a hater, right? But if we don't push back against it, there's no resistance to it. No resistance. So then click on, oh, I don't, I don't think, there's an email, uh, Jonathan, one heart, no, Westerville Schools email. See if you can pull that up. I saw this today. Hey, JR, this one's for you. This one's for you. Westerville City School District. That's just up, that's up where JR lives. That's just... It's just up the road, 40 minutes. 
So the Westerville City Schools says, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine recently signed into law Ohio House Bill 99, which allows school staff to be armed on school property during the school day. The law also reduces training requirements and the proper care, safety, and use of a firearm by school staff. Our position on arming staff remains the same. As in 2018, when HB 703 first introduced the idea of permitting employees to conceal carry on school grounds. As an institution, the Westerville City School District does not support the concept of teachers or other school employees carrying firearms at school under the presumption that it makes facilities safer. We will continue with our current policies that prohibit the carrying of weapons by any staff, student, and members of the public on all school property. Now, that's the district where Glenn Glenn is now on the Central Committee. That's the district where J.R. Harrison uh, lives. Question for J.R. Harrison and Glenn. Does this expose to... Hey, Glenn, J.R., if they took a poll, what would be the position of the pastors on this issue, you think, Jr.? Are you out there, Jr.? Are you out there, Glenn? What would be the position yes. of your pastors on this, you think? Uh, they're going to be compliant. Do you think they want guns in schools, or do you think they think guns are bad things? Bad boys have guns. What do you think the majority of pastors think? Uh, I don't know. I'm at, Glenn, I don't, I'm at, I, I don't know. What do you think? Better better to just cir- circle all the kids in there and let them be like shooting ducks ducks in a pond. Is that, is that what it would be like? To me, churches this is have something. security details. <laughs> churches have security details. They yeah. do. That's that's right, Andy. And then, and then. Folks, I'm trying. I don't know if you're picking up on this. I'm zeroing back on what we talked about yesterday, because the church is the problem. Now, do you think the superintendent of Westerville Schools considered the reaction from the church community when they sent this out? Oh, I guarantee you they did. And I guarantee you they also said, eh, there ain't going to be much pushback. There ain't going to be much pushback. I wonder if they've been able to pull this off down in MacArthur, Ohio. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm rambling. I'm rambling. Let me ramble one more thing, and then I'll let some of you jump in here. Uh, Hunter, go to uh, Mario Murillo, and thank you, Jack, for sending this to me today. I didn't, I didn't get nearly the research done I wanted to this morning. Take, you guys know who he is. Go to the nine-minute mark. I want three different segments of this plate. Go to the nine-minute mark. And uh, I feel like I found a brother. I feel like I found a brother. Play this three-minute segment from nine minutes to 12 minutes. Pastor Mario Morello, go ahead. This book, Born for Battle, we don't need to get into the book, and I'm only going to reference it for a little while. 30 years ago, he said, my burden relates to the flood of evil that the devil is pouring into the world. And at the same time, the passivity of many of God's saints as they view this state of affairs and their ignorance of the part God expects them to play in this warfare against Satan. That is part and parcel of what I'm going to present to you tonight. And I'm going to beg your patience because we have gotten used to the 12-minute express sermon that gives us nothing that you get into church in a golf cart, go past the coffee station to look at a preacher with big screen, skinny jeans and fog machines. And you don't come out with anything from God. You come out with an immunity to God. Now I'm not going to destroy conviction. I'm going to enhance it. I want to make you good and mad. I want you to become the devil's worst nightmare. I want you to look at yourself and say, the day of my compromise, my apathy, and my confusion about what God wants me to do, about what's going on in America, it dies today. Today I'm a soldier. Today I'm a warrior. Somebody help me right now. 
Today, I'm going to become Satan's worst nightmare. How many of you want to be that? Hey, man, what, what, what point is that there, John? I'll go, to, go to the 12-minute mark. Keep going. Hey, you can put it on time and a half. What is moves. the part that He's God expects Hang on, folks. Bear with me. I have three parts I want you to see here. 1.5. There you go. You play. One day, David listed the weapons of Israel. In the Chronicles, it was listed. And it talked about each tribe and what their expertise in military battle was. Some that were good with chariots and spears and sword. Others with other strengths. Then it got to the sons of Issachar and described the weapon. Men who knew the times and what Israel should do. I'm going to put all my currency on the table. I'm going to sacrifice any kind of favor I may have with you to tell you that it is the sworn duty of every born-again Christian now to oppose transgenderism, abortion, and wokeness in the United States. And Pastor, in the old mafia movies, they talked about conciliaries. They talked about counselors who counseled the mob. And they had what they called a peacetime conciliary. And then they had a wartime conciliary. I'm going to read a letter from a Christian attorney. He said, Pastor, we're in war. It's here. It's in our cities. It's in our neighborhoods and our churches. You are now a wartime pastor. I don't care who you are in this room. You are now a wartime pastor. Not a peacetime pastor. You're a wartime pastor. Start acting like one. What were the good and faithful pastors doing during World War II? World War I. There were lots of people dying during those wars. Did they give in? Did they hunker down? No. We attacked the enemy head on no matter what the cost. The enemy is the spirit of fear. You should be organizing your churches. Get everyone down to the school board meeting, the county commission meeting, the city council meeting. Get your folks to start working together. Lead them. Start getting ready for what everyone can see is coming. The time for churches to provide widespread medical care is nearly here. Amen. Hang on there, Jonathan. What if COVID, I'm sorry, what if the Supreme Court caves on abortion? Now, Jonathan, if you can, forward this to the 16-minute mark. Folks, I'll put this in the chat. This is worth watching. Two minutes, 16 minutes to 18 minutes. Go ahead. Revival war machine. Somebody shout right now. Is wokeness on the level of evil of Nazism? 70 million deaths from... Abortion, pretty well qualified. The pandemic destruction, the manipulation of our educational system, the abuse of power, the control and the lockdown of churches. I have three videos that it, of public school teachers that if I were to show them to you, you would be so horrified. One is boasting of t- telling first graders about gay sex and kinky moves, she says. Another is standing in front of third graders and say, children, today your teacher is coming out. I'm neither male nor female. I'm not binary. And the children are just staring at him. A third that is boasting that the American flag was taken out of her classroom. And she explained to her children that every day they were saying the Pledge of Allegiance to a blank wall. Until she put up the flag for the gay militant movement. She said, this flag makes me feel safe. I want all of you to understand. There are no exemptions from the war we are in. Pastor, you are not exempt. You are not exempt. You tell me you can't preach politics in your pulpit. And to say to me. I cannot preach politics in my pulpit is the most political thing you could ever say. Amen. Okay, Jonathan, 24 through 29. Sorry, folks, it's worth it. He's saying it better than I say it. Right there, right there, 24 through 29. Diddly about your political stance. I don't care anything about the imperatives of the people you have to please. Because what matters now is American freedom, American liberty. And if you could look at that drama with the American flag and think that you saw these people dying to hold it up and we can't even get Olympic athletes to not want to burn it, then you in the Southern Baptist Church need to wake up. There's something more important than arguing about tongues or whether baptism should be immersion or spot removing. The only thing that matters now is American freedom. You know what? I must be getting ready to retire because I'm about to confront the general counsel of the assemblies of God. And you better find your Pentecostal roots today 
You better get with all of these rebellious young pastors in your movement and wake them up to understand that we don't care anymore about wokeness. They're a Christian, a woke Christian makes as much sense as a screen door on a submarine. There is nothing about wokeness that doesn't hate the Bible. There is nothing about wokeness that doesn't hate man and woman. There's nothing about wokeness that it isn't a direct and existential threat to everything we believe. So the assemblies of God need to wake up. Yes, they do. They need to wake up. And all of you men and women of God in that great movement, you need to oppose any leadership in your movement that says we can't preach these things from our pulpit. Then you don't know what's going on. This is a day where the American preacher who is baptized in the Holy Ghost and prays in a heavenly language has got to get in his pulpit and say, we will not endure evil or compromise or allow devils to educate our children. Amen. 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 Okay, Jonathan, that's, that's I'm enough. I, I, I mean, you, you, can, you can watch the next part. Now, go ahead. Go ahead. Next part's good. Go ahead. I know that. <laughs> Man, I couldn't take the demotion. <laughs> yep. What Roosevelt did with these corporate titans, the Holy Spirit is doing to the modern church. The Holy Spirit is trying to show us what is at stake. He's trying to create something that will stop the, e- the greatest evil the world has ever known. With millions of lives at stake, William Boeing, Henry Ford, Pierre Dupont, Henry J. Kaiser began to build the arsenal of the free world. And what America did next is the stuff of legend. Mr. Boeing proceeded to build, in record time, 98,000 bombers, including the legendary B-17 Flying Fortress. Henry Ford, in his Willow Run factory, was building a B-25 every 60 minutes. Pierre DuPont manufactured 50 million hand grenades. Millions of women went to work. America began to seethe and boil as one beating heart. Say, we've got to defeat the evil. DuPont not only built 50 million hand grenades, he built another little bomb called the atomic bomb. And up there in Hanford, Washington, he hired 130,000 people to extract the plutonium for the Los Alamos test site. This is a day of tremendous opportunity. This is a day for us to build the churches we've always wanted to build. Amen. Where truth is freely spoken where our children are told about their gender, their values, their future, and their life. That's good. That's good. That's, you can stop right there. Now, I want to do one more thing, and then I'll, I'll, I'll promise I'll open it up. That's 30 seconds. Okay. Oh, I'm not going to apologize. Uh, yesterday, I read four scriptures. Heard, I heard from some of you. I read four scriptures real quickly at the end, supporting the position. That's our leadership that's de- that's deceived us. Our leadership. Now, look, not the not the little guy in the, in the church down the street. Not so much him, but the idea of denominationism, top-down Christianity, has destroyed us. It's destroyed us. The people in the Southern Baptist Convention in their meeting in Tennessee have no idea what Joe Pastor down the road here in Hebron, Ohio, needs what he's facing. They're enforcing doctrine, membership, theological positions. The world's blowing up. Go to Isaiah. uh, uh, I just want to do a real quick rerun. I'll get you you in here. Uh, Number four, Jonathan. Number four. Out of the Message Bible. I think did I get that the what popped up on that when you clicked on that number four? Because I meant to get go go. Uh, oh boy, oh boy! I'm gonna, yeah, go through that. There you go. <clears throat> this is Isaiah. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of scrambling. Isaiah 56, beginning in verse uh, 10 is what I'm looking for. This is in the Message Bible, and you know what I feel about the Message Bible? It's not the Word of God but it's, a, it's a, an expression of the word of God. 
where it starts out, Israel's watchmen are blind. This is what it says. They have no idea what's going on. They're dogs without sense enough to bark. Lazy dogs dreaming in the sun. <laughs> oh, but they're hungry dogs. They do know how to eat. They're voracious dogs with never enough. And these are America's shepherds. They know nothing, understand nothing. They all look after themselves, grabbing whatever's not nailed down. Come, they say, let's have a party. Let's have a revival. Let's go out and get drunk. And tomorrow, more of the same. Let's live it up. As the world around us is caving. Go quickly, Jonathan, if you can, to uh, false prophets, Jeremiah 5, 20. I have that in the message, I hope. Jeremiah 5, it's supposed to be, yeah, put it in the message real quick. I'm sorry to be, I'm sorry to be, re- this is so critical for us to understand. The place where you're going Sunday and hiding is dropping the ball. This is Isaiah 56. No, this is Jeremiah 5, verse 20. Tell the house of Jacob this. Put out this bulletin in the churches. Listen to this. You scatter brains, airheads, with eyes that see but don't really look, and ears that hear but don't really listen. Why don't you honor me? Why aren't you in awe of me? Yes, me, who made the shorelines contain the ocean waters. I drew a line in the sand that cannot be crossed. Waves roll in, but they can't cross it. The breakers crash, but that's the end of them. But this people, what a people, uncontrollable, untamable runaways. It never occurs to them to say, how can we honor God with our lives? The God who gives rain in both the spring and autumn and maintains a rhythm of the seasons, who sets aside times of each year for harvest, who keeps everything running smoothly for us. Of course you don't. Your bad behavior blinds you to all of this. Your sins keep my blessings at a distance. One more. John 10. Message. I'm sorry if I didn't come up that way, uh, Jonathan. You're doing a good job. Folks, I feel this so deep, I can't even tell you. Let me set this before you as plainly as I can. If a person climbs over or through a fence of a sheep pen, instead of going through the gates, you know he's up to no good. He's a sheep rustler. The shepherd walks right up to the front gate, and the gatekeeper opens the gate to him, and the sheep recognizes his voice. He calls his own by name, leads them out. When he gets them all out, he leads them, and they follow him because they are familiar with his voice. Notice they are leading them out of the church, not into the church. They won't follow a stranger's voice, but will scatter because they aren't used to the sound of it. Jesus told this simple story, but they had no idea what he's talking about. So he told them again, let me be explicit then. I'm the gate, and all those who ca- uh, uh, others are up to no good. <laughs> They're sheep wrestlers, every one of them, but the sheep don't listen to them. I'm the gate, and anyone who goes through me will be uh, cared for, will freely go in and out and find pasture, but a thief, is only there to steal and to kill and to destroy. Not the devil. I came so they might have life, and uh, real life, eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of, because I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd puts his sheep before himself, sacrifices himself if necessary. A hired man's not a real shepherd. The sheep don't mean anything to him. He sees the devil coming, and he runs. He leaves the sheep to be ravaged and scattered by the wolf. He's only in it for the money. Sheep don't matter to him. One more. Let's go to Jude. Because this is where we are. I'm sorry to have such a long monologue. I'm not sorry. To have such a long monologue. Dear friends, I've dropped everything to write to you about this life of salvation that we have in common. I have to write insisting, begging you actually, 
that you fight with everything you have in you for this faith entrusted to us as a gift to guard and cherish. What has happened is that some people have infiltrated our ranks. Our scriptures warned us about this. Who beneath their pious skin are shameless scoundrels. Their design is to replace the sheer grace of God with sheer license, which means doing away with Christ Jesus, our one and only master. Go on down, Jonathan. I'm laying this out as clearly as I can, and even though you once knew all this well enough, you shouldn't need reminding, but here it is in brief. Master saved the people out of the land of Egypt. Later, he destroyed those who defected. And you know the story of the angels who didn't stick to their post, abandoning it for other darker missions. But they're now chained. Oh, we could talk about that. They're now chained and jailed in black hole until the great day of judgment. Sodom and Gomorrah, which went to sexual rack and ruin, along with the surrounding cities that acted just like them, are another example. Burning and burning and never burning up. They serve still as a stock warning. This is exactly the same program of these latest infiltrators. Dirty sex Ruling rulers thrown out, glory dragged in the mud. These people are eyesores that your love feast as you worship and eat together. They're giving you a black eye, carousing shamelessly, grabbing anything that isn't nailed down. They're puffs of smoke pushed by gusts of wind. Late autumn trees stripped clean of their leaves and fruit. Doubly dead, pulled up by the roots. Wild ocean waves leaving nothing on the beach but the foam of their shame. Lost stars in outer space on their way the black hole. Look, the masters come with thousands of holy angels to bring judgment against all of them, convicting each person of every defiling act of shameless sacrilege, of every dirty word they've spewed of their pious filth. These are the complainers, the belly acres, grabbing for the biggest piece of the pie, talking big, saying anything they think will get them ahead. Remember, dear friends, that the apostle of our master, Jesus Christ, told us this would happen. He said in the last days there will be people who don't take, who don't take these things seriously anymore. They treat them like a joke, and they make a religion of their own whims and lusts. And these are the ones who split churches, thinking only of themselves. There's nothing to stop them because there's no sign of the Spirit. Oh, Lord. Come on in, Dennis. Thanks, Coach. That was amazing. Thank you for all those verses. That was like really hit home. So thank you. But I want to go back to the, the Westerville policy, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. You know, that's why this authentication thing is so important is we can govern ourselves through the laws of Christ, right? Yes, and, sir. And, you know, these ungodly ru- rules, per se, of men, they, you know, they, they can't have any, any power over us, any influence over us. And I, I'm going to say this last thing is, you know, if, you, if, you're, if your weapon is concealed, no one knows about it. That's all I'm saying. You have a God-given right to defend yourself and those that cannot defend themselves, no matter what Amen. man says. Amen. 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 By the way, open carry. He's talking about open. Ohio is an open carry. You can carry a gun openly. That's what Dennis well, is talking I, I was about. Reading some, I was reading about that last night. you got to be careful. If you're in your motor vehicle, you still can't carry because the motor vehicle laws are different than the constitutional carry. Yeah. So, you know, look into that stuff before. Know, know the law. Know the law. Know the law. A- amen. And folks, I'm, I'll tell you again. Law enforcement is there to protect government from you. Don't ever, ever forget that. Joe Allen, come on in. When are we going to get, when are we going to act? When is the stick man syndrome going to stop? Well, we're moving through it every day here, Joseph. We're going to get, we're going to have a big powwow this weekend. We're going to discuss some stuff because uh, uh, it's going to be hell when you're only when there's only one uh, one path of escape. It's going to be hell, and they're close quickly closing. And look around, look at everything that's going on. I'm not I'm not a doom or gloomer. 
Okay, I'm not. We're going to win this thing. But we're going to make it harder every day. I had a plumber come up sky high yesterday. Mark Trump will know about this because he spent so much time up there. The, the, uh, he found some, he got crawled under sky high, God bless him, and found some broken pipes. And there's some more broken pipes that need to be repaired. But you know what he said? He said, Coach, this will stop the water from seeping out. We'll, we'll fix it later, but this will stop the water. Now, meaning what? If I hadn't stopped the water from seeping out, this is just going to get worse and worse and worse. Drip, 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 drip. So we're not even going to be able to stand up because the ground underneath us is going to be so so soggy and mucky and slippery. We can't do anything. And the problem is we have no one calling us to a battle. If the trumpet blast is uncertain, the Bible says, who will go to war? There's no Mario Morello's a close side to anybody blowing a trumpet, calling us to war. Only one. Your pastor isn't. Don't tell me he is. Don't tell me he is. Come on. Hey, I know you love your pastor. I do too. When's the last time he took all of you to some place of importance? Some place that really made a difference in the lives of other people? Or is yours an inward-focused Christianity where it's all about you and your church and your feelings and what? Because what? I don't, I don't, I think we were commissioned to do something bigger than that. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, Coach. Uh, in regard to 1 Corinthians uh, ten fourteen, the Bible verse you said, I have yes. uh, one similar. Psalm 144, 1, um, in regard to infiltration. Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teacheth me, my hands to war and my fingers to fight. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Up on the screen, but you, dear friends carefully building yourselves up in this most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit, staying right at the center of God's love, keeping your arms open and outstretched, ready for the mercy of our master, Jesus Christ. This is the unending life. This is the real life. Go easy on those who hesitate in their faith, but go after those who take the wrong way. Be tender with sinners, but not soft on sin. The sin itself stinks to high heaven. And now to him who can keep you on your feet, standing tall in his bright presence, fresh and celebrating to our one God, our only Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Master, be glory, majesty, strength, and rule before all time and now at the, and to the end of all time. Yes, can you imagine what the Holy Spirit must think when he sees trans? gendered men being paraded in front of children. Silver. Well, Coach, uh, you said a number of things all day uh, talking about the Republicans and and basically how they are the lesser of two evils. There is no other... Am I buzzing? No, you're good here. You're okay. Good. Uh, there is no clean way of saying this. Our country is, based on its current status, defunct. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Christians that are in this room and other groups similar to this one know the status of our country. And there's one thing that most are not saying. These are the end times. (laughs) Okay? Most will not say those words because in doing what we are attempting to do to maybe fix things, okay, we've lost sight of the mission, and that is to win souls to Christ and, and bring them along the way. Okay? And if we lose sight of that, then we have failed in our mission. Our mission is not the nation. Our mission are souls. So I would say this, Joe. I agree with you, but I would say it this way. Our purpose of saving souls is the advancement of the kingdom. Agreed. Those are soldiers in the advancement of the kingdom. 
their reward is a trip to heaven. Oh, folks, mm-hmm. if we could, if we, if we could I agree. See, we want people to be saved without any. There's no cost to them. It didn't cost them anything. Oh no, I mean, I realize that, and yeah. uh, yep. it, it's nice and oh, it's going to be a nice time, you know. Uh, yep, yep. I'll be away from all the. I don't have to do anything about all this evil because I'll soon be away from all of it. But you were enlisted in an army. You were right. given a military assignment. And one of the Dude. things, one of the things you mentioned, you said if you push back, you're a hater. Yep. Okay, but if you don't push back, you didn't say this. I said it. You're a hater of God. Mm, compromiser. Amen. 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 Rochelle, come on in. Then Mark. Uh, well said, Silver. Good morning, team. Um, so I've got a customer who's looking for a church right now, and the only thing that they care about is that there's a choir. Um, <laughs> people are still very caught up in themselves and the entertainment sports industry and the fake news. And I can understand why Silver says we're in. I mean, look, right now, Texas is the only state pushing for succession because we have an illegitimate president. The church says that we're unloving because we don't affirm their choice in lifestyle or murder for that matter. Um, why is the, is the IRS buying a million dollars worth of weapons? Why is it finally now the WHO admits that it was a, likely a lab leak? Um, we're, we're killing the petroleum industry. At the same time, trying to make lithium illegal, so there's not even going to be a Green New Deal. You can't have batteries without lithium. Um, I mean, I could, could go on. Think about this. They banned... Um, they had to actually put a ban on transgenders in women's sports. What? What? Why do we make yeah. they have to make these laws? We got the military <laughs> dancing and singing and marching with the gay pride flag, and we're not yeah. allowed to even question what SADs or SIDs are anymore. I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm unbelievable. A sudden adult death syndrome. Unbelievable. Mark, come on in. Oh, Lord, help us. Go ahead, Mark. Can't hear you. Yeah, that pastor brought up something we should make a T-shirt out of. Are you Satan's worst nightmare? Mm. Or are you a a little bad dream? Or think about the leaders. Think about the teachers. Think about the pastors. Is Satan dreaming of you? Mm. Are you the men one of Satan's? Mark. Are you one of his good dreams? Mm. All right. <laughs> so we're up here on the surface doing his bidding and some of us aren't so why don't we strive to be a nightmare that is a scary thing we can relate to that coach amen so we're not worried about pleasing the lord because he loves us but we're sure as hell scared of the devil we don't want to make the devil mad he's dreaming of a lot of these pastors he just loves them the satan Mm -hmm. loves these pastors coach we need to relate that because people understand it i think they do amen dale Amen, Coach. Your last question was is an easy answer. What does Jesus see? He sees a huge millstone and a massive chain to wrap around the necks of these of these. I don't even know what to call them, but there is a lake, and it's not the lake of water. It is going to be a lake of fire, brother, and that's where their resting place per se will be. And brother, you know, when when I I, I listen to Mario Morello, he's fantastic but you know even tony spell amongst the pentecostal got thrown under the bus by his own denomination coach yep jesus is not looking for a denomination he's no, looking no. People after his own heart and there's not going to be the majority it's going to be the super minority and we're going to be the ones who are flipping the world not upside down the world is already upside down we're flipping it right side up yeah, he's against big religion. There's no doubt about it. Big religion has destroyed America, and God is against big religion. Jessica, jump in there. What's happening in the news that we were seeing with the our Roe versus Wade thing coming down? We're seeing clinics being stoned, uh, yep. burned, uh, tagged with paint. If any of those were an abortion clinic, Brother, the FBI, the DOJ, the president, they'd all be coming unglued going after people. No arrests. We're at war, Jessica. Come on in, Jessica. Thanks, Coach. Uh, I was just going to say that 
the problem is that while we're focused on saving people, we're not focused on teaching people. Amen. And that, that is the problem. We haven't taught the, the people yep. that we have, quote, unquote, got saved to do the things <laughs> that Jesus commanded. And that is exactly why we're in the position we're in. And pretty soon, if we don't fight back now, we're not going to even be able to preach the gospel anymore. Yeah, you know? and, and Jessica, I'm thinking right now, somebody, uh, well, I'm about out of time. I'm thinking right now, somebody's recently saved and uh, on Facebook that they keep posting on Facebook and they keep posting about the poor women that are having abortions. And, and uh, we have to understand that. Well, I, I know the answer to that. She had one, right? She had one, hadn't dealt with it. So you become a Christian and every evil thing somebody's done has just been, it was a character flaw. They've had such a tough, see, there is no righteousness preached at all. There is no sin and condemnation spoken at all in the American church. That's the only way this war will ever be won. God bless you. See you tomorrow.